0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here, welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 429 from May 21st, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Margaret Cho. Margaret reveals she was a guest on Loveline many years back, probably in the 1994 range, promoting her sitcom on the ABC, i imagine. Margaret makes reference to the band Sneaker Pimps, and it turns out they were the guest on last night's show. Uh, band member Liam infamously walked out, this is episode 428, and it's missing from the archive. Uh, possibly with Adam's crown royal sack, they reveal. Later in the show, they actually play clips from this episode and some off-air stuff that was recorded. Margaret plugs her upcoming movie, Face Off, which, little they know at the time, Adam Kroll would still be talking about to this day. They gamble on air, and Margaret questions the legality of them doing so. Adam plugs upcoming guests Tom Arnold, Stephen Baldwin, and Tyra Banks. Adam references the disgruntled worker who took a dump in his bathtub. Later in the show, they reference Bobcat Goldthwaite, and they end up playing Guess Bobcat's Age, that infamous game they'd play every time he was on the show. Adam makes a reference to The Shining, which goes over Drew's head, which would come up a lot throughout the rest of the run of the show as well, until Dr. Drew finally sees the movie, sometime around 2003, I believe. And it's hard to tell if this episode took place before or after the incident with Margaret at Adam Carolla's house party, and if it was before or after the incident with the screenplay where she had written a role for him, which Laura Keitlinger would later confirm, she was told the very same thing. Both events have been brought up recently in the media by Margaret. It's interesting now to have this episode with a younger, friendlier Margaret who's never had a tattoo and would never get one. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997, some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast One on Facebook Podcast One there as well, and podcast One.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Make sure to check out our app, Podcast One for iOS or Android devices. And if you'd like to sample more of my work, please visit SuperFanGeo.com. Mahalo, and get on. The it's a podcast podcast1.com production.
1: Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant,
2: but I'm still a man.
1: Spank the unruly really ones.
2: It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna write it, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, put your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Alright, it is true. Phone number for
3: Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drouez, a board-certified physician, dixon medicine medicine. Tonight, our guest is Margaret Cho. Uh, Margaret is a uh, longtime time uh, stand-up comedian.
4: Long time, way too long.
3: Uh, for someone of uh, who's not too long in the tooth, you've been on, on the <laughs> long stage in the tooth. for, for uh, quite some time, right? Yeah,
4: I think so, like uh, 12 years.
3: So you must...
4: I, s- I started when I was 16, so I was yeah. 28.
3: Uh, okay. Now. That is incredibly young yeah, uh, sp- to start stand-up. I right. just wanted to get into bars. When she was last on Love she was like 18. Yeah. Oh, really? That
4: was a while ago.
3: Uh, so let me, uh, let me see if I can chronicle your career here yeah. for a moment. Um,
4: Do the timeline?
3: Did the... Me- uh, uh, s- uh, set your clock back to the uh, autumn of uh, <laughs> 1987. <laughs> now, Margaret uh, started doing stand-up, became hot, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I guess. Margaret is uh, Chinese.
4: Korean.
3: I'm Korean. Whatever. Listen, when I'm on a roll.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right. No, her, yes. F- yes. Very good.
3: She's the first Lebanese uh, female stand-up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cho, isn't Cho a Chinese name?
4: Um. Maybe.
3: Oh, could be. I don't know.
4: Could be possibly. I, I. I. mean, you know, they're not. They're not what mutually exclusive.
3: Three letters and ends with an O. Uh, is always. Uh, yeah. Reminds me of a Chinese name. Sure. But but, uh, but.
4: but in this particular case, you are mistaken. All
3: right, but it's fair to call you Asian, <laughs> is it not? Yeah. And uh, not a whole lot of. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of uh, Night at the Improv or go to uh, go to comedy clubs, but not a whole lot of Asian women on the circuit. Except no. for that damn uh, Mitsu Taibuko, or whatever her Oh, Tamayo
4: Otsuke. Okay. You know, she's really big in Japan. She goes to Japan and does shows there, and she was... No, I, I, I hope li- she
3: stays in Japan. No, no, oh, she's please. great because
4: she... Hey, she used to be Sam Kennison's girlfriend. I think that's a very cool
3: that's, thing. Not, I was Sam Kennison's girlfriend oh. in the early 80s. Come on. He's had a lot of girlfriends. I,
4: I think it's really great, though. But
3: you her know? her thing was, is she... Uh, you two, yeah. I, I'm guessing, were the only sort of prominent Asian female stand-up comedians. Yeah, I right?
4: guess, yeah. Yes,
3: and she did a whole thing where her thing was more of a kabuki thing. She yeah, was well, in she's a-
4: from Japan. She- so it's, you know, the difference between Asian and Asian-American, which yeah. is, uh, the, the, I guess, what makes us different.
3: Right, but she really did a whole sort of a shogun approach mm-hmm. uh, to stand-up. And her, like, her best one was uh, in uh, America, you have Naked Woman and uh, Playboy Centerfold. In Japan, we have Toyota Truck. And, uh, you know laughter ensued I, I don't know if they sweetened it up or not <laughs> I don't,
4: know. I don't I, you know but I think that but you know Margaret didn't let, let me finish oh, with okay. you.
3: Margaret didn't work that angle she's, uh. Uh, she's Asian and it's a bit of a novelty to see an Asian woman up on stage but she didn't go out there in the traditional garb of her country or anything, she went and talked about uh, what it was like uh, being Asian, uh, growing up in America, and the uh, differences that ensued. And then a uh, TV series came off of that. Yes, American
4: Girl, All American Girl. Yes. All
3: right, that's pretty very, close. Yes, very good. Now that was uh,
4: about four years ago. Um. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. That was not so good.
3: But it it, it it didn't have a long run, but it was around for a little while. It was
4: around for like a year, which right. is kind of a long time for television anyway,
3: uh, I guess. It is for our hall, yes.
4: Yeah, oh, and it's a very um, competitive field, and yeah. I didn't have a good time doing it.
3: You didn't? No. Really? How
4: come? Well, because I think for me as an artist, which I really think I've grown to be or whatever, this sounds so stupid, because to think of stand-up comedy as art is kind of, presumptuous uh, and Excuse me, we have to
5: listen to Adam Wax on about that all the time, oh, so we're used uh, to that here. Uh, well... But I'm artiste, uh, by the way. It can, uh, done right,
3: it can be an incredible art form, so or it can be butchered. Or,
4: or it can be terrible. Right. Or just just as art itself, art on canvas, is the same difference. You
3: got dogs playing poker, and you got Monet.
4: Exactly. So right. So, um, but I think that what I do cannot really um, be something to be used to sell toilet paper right. and... Uh, Window cleaner and you know washing up powder, well, whatever
3: it's, you can't. It's a it's a classic story. You uh, have some exce- success, I should say, doing your thing, uh-huh. and then they make it into a series, and they tell you, no, 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 we're going to take your sensibilities, mm-hmm. we're going to take your point of view, we want to take your stand up, we want to put it into a sitcom. Except for there's a couple of blonde twins uh, who yeah, you'll be yeah. looking after.
4: Uh, I don't even think it's even that as, as high-minded as that for me. I think it's just I like to say the bad words. I have a potty mouth. Good. Not that I will have one now. now I'm not like the sneaker pimps. Don't worry. But, um,
3: <laughs> we have a potty show, so it's uh, it's all right. It's yes. Okay. And uh, thank you for bringing up the uh, sneaker pimps because uh, the uh, saga continues. Uh, we don't know what happened to Liam.
5: Really. You never well, found him last night.
3: We never did. Uh, if someone knows what happened to Liam, uh, they can call up and uh, tell us about it. What happened last night is, is we he, had he Kelly... He to be walking
5: around with a Crown Royal sack.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, the Crown Royal sack is missing from around my microphone, which uh, Kelly had been eyeballing earlier in the night. Now, what happened uh, last night was the following. And, and oh just pardon me for one no, second. No, no, I,
4: you
3: know. uh, Kelly, Chris, and Liam uh, from the Sneaker Pimp showed up. Uh, great folks. British band. And the Brits are either uh, morose and quiet as hell, or they're just lively, friendly, articulate, and interesting. We happen to get lucky and get the uh, lively, uh, artistic, uh, interesting ones. Belligerent, interesting. Well, the booze came out, and uh, Liam uh, had himself a few too many and uh, got into a spat with Drew. Uh, Nothing physical, just a little verbal uh, back and forth, a little jousting. Uh, Drew uh, put out his fire quickly with his uh, wicked doctoral tongue, as he's uh, <laughs> been known to do. is like a uh, gecko. He'll shoot it right across, snap uh, the guest in the eye, and bring it right back. So uh, and here's the thing about people that are in bands. They're used to having people sort of nod their heads mm-hmm. and uh, agree with whatever it is uh, they say. You know, they, they get drunk, they sit at a pub with a bunch of their fans, and they say... Uh, You know, Hitler was very misunderstood, and and everyone goes, he's right, man. Yeah, Liam, go, go. So uh, Drew shot back. Liam's uh, feelings were a little bit hurt, but everything was still fine. Uh, Then at some point when Drew had left the room after a couple of bouts, uh, they had to do liners, uh, which you'll do tonight, uh, Margaret. Mm -hmm. That's uh, where producer Ann hands you a piece of paper and you say, hello, this is Margaret Cho. I'm so happy to be here and uh, always listen to Drew and Adam. And mispronounce my last name, please. It makes makes everyone think we're tight. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh, at some point he started arguing. Then never did the liners
5: uh, with Chris because well, Chris was they were like <laughs> like a mom arguing with an adolescent child. Chris being the mom was saying he was embarrassed by Liam's behavior, right? And he had to stop. And there's this great line: "You you you should have been here to enjoy this. It it it, it takes a." Uh
3: physical move but he held his hand chris held his hand way up and he said dr drew is up here <laughs> you are down here and he put his hand down under the console. Uh, which i vehemently uh, disagreed with but uh, to no avail uh, so the point is is liam then just struck out on his own uh, walking uh, the streets of uh, culver city trying to get back to their hotel somewhere in west la it's a good 10 miles uh I couldn't find my way out of this place. No, uh, especially with a couple uh, glasses of red wine in me. So uh, I hope he made it back to the uh, hotel in one piece. I actually was
5: looking for him the way out of here. Last I was I thought, looking too, and I thought to myself, God, you know, a guy out of town walking around here—that's scary. Uh, I, especially
3: is- uh, when he had a little diatribe about how LA is nothing but uh, people shooting each other.
5: Yeah.
3: So uh, and we, you do, know, we have,
5: do we have the little altercation on tape?
3: Uh, we have uh, we have a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're getting uh we're, yes, uh, we're giving uh, producer uh uh Ann and engineer Mike a little bit time a little bit of time to fish it out, but uh there's the initial uh when you were sort of yelling at them a little bit, which I found I, interesting. you,
5: you know i I thought my conflict was with uh Kelly.
3: Well, it, oh, yeah, it was directed at Liam. Oh, yeah. All right. Because Liam
5: might seem to be a very appropriate engineer.
3: Then Engineer Mike had the presence of mind to have the mics potted up during the commercial when they were supposed to be doing their liners, catching the argument between uh, Chris and Liam. Uh, the problem is it's going to take some time for Engineer Mike to get out all the F words. <laughs> Uh, which was every other word, uh. because I heard it. So, um, all right. Uh, but back to Margaret. So that will come up uh, later in the show, and those of you who uh, weren't privy to it last night, hopefully, will get a taste of it tonight. Face Off is uh, the name of uh, Margaret's uh, next project. It is a feature film. Yes. Out in June.
4: Mm-hmm. Big N- action movie. Nick um, Cage. And uh, John Travolta. Oh, and really? Directed by John Woo. I have the biggest head out of anybody. I did Looping yesterday. Screaming, you know, because they couldn't hear me over the gunshots. Because I look really stupid and am really stupid around bullets. Although I had to have a firearm the entire time. What What is the What is the movie about? Um, It's about uh, these uh, these arch enemies um, played by John and and Nick. Uh, They uh, basically um, you know in an effort to capture the bad guy, John Travolta has his face switched with um, Nicholas' character's face. It's very like so they play each other. It's very 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 interesting really cool is it like
3: a futuristic thing
4: it's 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 somewhat futuristic yes i think so i don't i i wouldn't say it's very far in the future but it it is um s- but
3: we don't have the face swapping technology in place right now but that's sh- what did i'm saying we
4: ha- if, yeah. if we had it
3: <coughs> we wouldn't know we wouldn't well, yeah. this is gonna be a film about hockey i know <laughs> I you
4: yeah you would think but all right no. so they
3: switch faces and uh, one of them goes after the other yes and you and
4: i um just keep shooting Oh, guns. are you someone's partner? I, I, I I'm um at, at one of John Travolta's un- underlings. Ah, so I um I have like the Clary Sterling right Silence of the style hair.
3: Margaret uh, was also in a uh, interesting movie about a guy who had uh, AIDS uh, called It's My Party with Eric Roberts. Uh, kind of a small film, yes, but uh, but made its way around. I as- think so, especially on video. And had a whole sort of life after uh, yeah. after it was released. And uh, if you want to see a movie uh, that has to do with AIDS, that's, a, uh, I, I guess, a realistic depiction. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of movies uh, with AIDS, and I don't have AIDS, but it seemed to be uh, pretty realistic. Uh, Margaret has a great role in it, and uh, it's, it's a touching the, film.
4: The worst hair possible. Bad hair, good Bad, role. No, but terrible hair. Like um, It looked like Ted Danson's hair in Gulliver's Travels. Like, it was the worst, <laughs> like... Winona Judd, gigantic. It was a monstrosity. I
3: thought you looked pretty hot.
4: Oh, you. You can see past the hair. I, Adam I, uh, a,
3: if it wasn't for the strong uh, AIDS theme, I
5: probably would have <laughs> masturbated. <laughs> and it's interesting you just revealed something about yourself, Adam. It's like a, a very realistic film. I don't know if it's realistic because I haven't seen a lot of films about that yet. No, Not I haven't. haven't experienced it in real life, but I judge my reality based on my experience in film. Well, I was talking about a
3: film and comparing it to others, uh, smartass. Steve, 24. Oh, if you could have heard me defending you in here, Drew, while you are out uh, taking a leak and the argument broke out, you'd be whistling a different tune. <laughs> You'll hear me chime in. It's the funniest thing in the world because you, you hear my distinct monotone voice uh, as they're arguing go, uh, All right, uh, let's just mellow out. Steve?
6: Yeah. Okay. Actually, this is more for Dr. Drew. Um, yeah. I was involved with the relationship with this girl, and uh, we didn't believe in premarital sex, so um, it wound up involving a lot of manual stimulation. And I was a dishwasher at the time, so i cracked <laughs> on my fingers.
3: So you're soaking I'm, in it. I'm All sorry. right. Dave, go ahead. A little, little Marge humor there.
6: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was wondering if there was any danger for the transmission of like, say, the AIDS virus, through cracked skin
5: in the fingers. Madge, uh, mad, sorry. Thank you, producer Ann. Uh, really not. Uh, you don't have the AIDS virus. No. So you can't transmit it no matter what well, you do?
6: Well, I was more concerned from her. I don't think she has it, uh, it's to the best of my knowledge. Uh, she's no. a
5: virgin, is she? No. No, 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 no. 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 It's really not transmitted. Oh, hold on. Is she a virgin or not?
6: No, she is not.
5: No. Uh, yeah, is, it was a hey, later is revelation she a, to is go to the
6: non-belief
3: in uh, premarital sex. His she had... Oh, I've had that before, by the way. Uh, the uh, sexual buck stops here. Uh, I've, I've been a floozy my entire career. Uh, now I'm dating Adam, and uh, I'm, I'm suturing my vagina shut.
4: Oh, Oh, it's late night radio, please. <laughs> uh, Steve. I'm just really empathetic. I f- I feel it all. Do You have a a, a sore a sore on your finger. Is that what, yeah, what that's he's doing? He
5: gets cracked. He gets. He gets cra-
4: oh, he gets disbanded. I see. Yeah,
6: exactly. From dishwashing that. Oh, And
4: she and does hand. not find that unpleasant at all.
6: Well, I'm sure she probably doesn't
3: like. I don't.
4: It. I don't know if I could tell that. I don't know if I could tell.
3: How many um, How many guys has she been with?
6: Uh, to my knowledge, four.
5: Four. And is she a junkie? No, no, no. Now, look, have you ever heard of anybody contracting AIDS through that? Through that means? chafed skin? Well, no, but just, it, would be, it would be a newspaper article if something like that had happened. It, it, no, it's unheard of.
6: logical. I figure, you know, it's just a, an opening in the skin would allow the fluid to enter and perhaps.
5: <laughs> no, it's all right. It uh, doesn't happen like that, Steve. Okay. Very, very non-contagious. There condition. are finger
4: dams, you know, do you ever see those little, uh, <laughs> little finger condoms that you can buy at, uh, there's sex stores that, um, Is that, that sell. Yeah, they are, they're very small and they're for your fingers. And there was a whole thing where, you know, a lot of people were using, um, latex sheets for, uh, you yeah. know, oral sex yeah. also, and that's part of them. The finger dams, I've Why not just
5: use a latex glove if they're going to.
4: Yeah, the finger dams are like just. They're kind of cute because they're like uh. little condoms for your fingers and stuff. And then oh, they're not as. Um, a glove seems like very huge to put on. Does right. it go
3: on each. And it plus, It's like you're going to the gynecologist or something.
4: Well, some people it's find that sterile. appealing.
3: Huh. Uh, is it. Uh, do these finger dams just go on each individual finger? Yeah, yeah. So it's not a whole glove?
4: Yeah, it's it's kind of like when stockings. they. Stockings. Yeah, stockings. For your fingers. For your fingers
3: he need use like a the uh, graduation ring as a garter. All right. Uh, oh, that, that wasn't worth the trouble. Uh, we do uh engineer Mike do you have the uh, argument? All right. Uh, this again is uh between uh drunken Liam from the Sneaker Pimps and uh his cheery uh, mate Chris uh during a break on Line, when the mics were on because they were supposed to be doing uh, identification liners for us, but they couldn't get to it uh, because of the argument. And right before Liam stormed out, here it is.
6: Come well don't get on it because i know what <laughs> i'm talking about oh right okay, okay. go ahead and just well, say right
7: okay uh boys it
8: about something else stop it. the go definitions off. are you gonna keep going on yeah if you're gonna rib me yeah
7: What do it <laughs> with the market yeah do it afterwards
8: i'm not i'm not being anything no. i'm not trying to be um, anything You. oh come on you two
6: right, come come on. Everyone. <laughs> have a good time yes that's what i'm here for oh god stop rip me
8: Definition See what you've done. <laughs> oh, right, I yeah, whole I know. i <laughs> know <fuck> all about <laughs> it, but at least I won't f***ing about it, that's the thing. All right, uh, listen. Enjoy.
5: Yeah. I <laughs> can't. Well, I'm, just
8: try, I'm trying to you. calm this guy down. It's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm well, getting irate trying to calm well, down. job, Chris.
5: Yeah, wicked. All right, I love I'm you. Who brought the wine? That's all I don't Who brought the wine into the room? wine. <laughs> no, I, look, just... I look. wasn't arguing medically look, because I, I, know, I... know it know doesn't
9: know. matter, you know, have Medically
5: speaking, I know... The whole point is you I don't d- care. We're
9: having a laugh.
5: He knows
8: more than most normal people do. I know you do, you do. but this guy's a doctor, so just calm not Yeah, up. my brother's a you know, doctor. Know, I, 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 fine.
6: It's weird. fine, it's yeah. fine, but the point was absolutely philosophical. It was know, about definitions about what was addiction. I know, Addiction, the idea was, what is philosophical addiction? It's not medical, it's philosophical.
7: Liam, just forget about it, come on.
6: I'm not
3: going to be fired up because uh, do, you, do you see what I have to endure on this show while uh, Drew is in the bathroom or on the phone uh, Yeah, I've never been more uncomfortable in my entire life it's I an was...
4: adorable argument so sing-songy
3: <laughs> we just have
4: a, we're having a laugh it's so cute. It's just like they're like little tots, you know.
3: I have never uh, sounded more insincere uh, in my entire life. All right. Come on.
1: Enjoy. 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 I'm like a old Jewish uncle Sal <laughs> or something.
3: I I I'm, I'm humiliated.
4: I have no, no I had no
3: idea that I sounded that way.
4: You know you have a really distinctive voice. Your voice makes me feel like I am a thousand
3: hands are touching you all he, at once. Yes,
4: exactly. That and <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it I feel like pajama bottoms in watching television late really? at night. Really? That's, that's my that's I just feel pajama bottoms. Really? Yeah.
3: Because of the soothing tone of it my just, voice? It's
4: it's the soothing tonality. It's the it's the the warm rich embers. Ah. You make me want to push a button. I think
3: about nasal
5: septum repairs.
3: (laughs) All right. uh, So that was the argument uh, that uh, preceded uh, Liam uh, getting up and hitting the road from the sneaker pimps, and we've not uh, seen him uh, since. Uh, Hopefully, he's together with the band in uh, Tucson or uh, Phoenix, I guess, tonight, and then they're going to uh, San Diego Thursday. He could still
4: be in the Sony lot somewhere arguing about marijuana. I,
3: I swear, I don't know how he made it back to the hotel, if he ever did make it back to the hotel, because... Uh, I don't know if he had any money. He was drunk. He was walking around. And uh, this where, where we work, is not an easy place to find your way out of, especially loaded and uh, from Brenton. So uh, we hope uh, he did all right. Anyway, um, Margaret Cho is uh, here tonight. And uh, we're we going to squeeze another call. Later on, uh, we will hear uh, the argument that, that started it all when uh, Drew fired at the uh, guest uh, in that uh, doctoral tone of his. All right, let's see. J 19.
6: Hi, um, I had a question about tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm considering getting a tattoo, and I've heard about the HIV being passed through the unsterile needle. Right. Um, but I heard a report tonight on Dateline or Nightline or something that said the ink, especially like foreign ink, maybe in Asia. No offense to Margaret or anything. <laughs> but I, I, I heard that. Okay, no. Wait, what? It, it, I heard that ink can like, you, it can give your body like lupus.
5: Whatever, at well, I, I have not read any reports of that per se, however, whenever any, a foreign body is introduced and left, there's always a concern that some sort of generalized immune reaction or activation can occur. I mean, that's really the basic theory behind the uh, silicone breast implants and right. why they activate the immune system and cause the immune system then to attack the body. So uh, it makes sense uh, to me.
3: Right, except for that's more about the
5: class-action suits and that's lawyers right. cashing
3: right. in on right. hysteria right. than it is... And, uh, and if and if it you.
5: occurs, it occurs very rarely. Okay. Uh, you okay. know, there's a okay. lot of tattooing going on right now, and I have yet to see any cases of autoimmune disease linked to tattoos. Do you have any tats, uh, Margaret?
4: No, I don't. No. I could never, you know, I don't know. Well, I, no.
5: Let me qualify it, though. Maybe some literature will be coming in. It's just not something I've I've come across. And certainly is a lot really of tattoos.
4: It seems to me that, that if there was if there was like an actual outbreak of uh, some sort of disease, disease from that, that there would be more of a furor over it. I mean, you'd see so, a lot of it. I mean, yeah, see so it. many people get tattoos, in right? It,
10: you know.
3: All right, so uh, Jay, if you want to get a tat, uh, play the odds. Uh, go to a reputable place, and I'm uh, sure you'll be fine. And when we come back, uh, we
5: will talk to Go Drew, Jennifer, who is repulsed by her husband and now <laughs> wants to know how to get a painless divorce that doesn't affect her children in uh, any way. Imagine that.
3: I don't
11: go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Nannigan. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Nannigan. Chips, dips, chains,
2: whips. Nannigan. This guy's a time to think. Love line, I'll be right man, man, back. Nannigan. It's
6: Love Line. 106.7. Get... They
2: rock. <laughs> Blinds
3: galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm it's sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. I'm yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. I think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also, everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The... You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once, and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. I really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know... That uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. Blindsgalore.com. All right.
2: When the Dan Patrick show ends, it's over. The box score begins. Nothing is over. Nothing. Join Paulie, Seaton, Fritzy, McLovin, and host Brock. Woo, woo, woo. Every day they react to the day's events.
5: McLovin, do you feel any cooler after doing all that?
2: And plan for Brock's death. He's coming to my house. Grab my computer and go throw it off the end of a pier. That's all I ask. What have I done? Go to slash box score to hear every show.
7: L O V E 191. You're
2: listening to Love
7: the world famous K Rock. All right, let's
3: enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> I really got to get some uh, i I, I got to work on sincerity I, I sit there I give like a 10 second pause and go uh, enjoy just start with feeling <clears throat> I, I really have to get some
5: effect uh, truth right uh, let's Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a- now, that's the beginning of a, of a Adam shuffle.
3: Uh, Adam Carolla, yes. hostage negotiator. <laughs> uh, uh, come on now, uh, <laughs> enough of the shenanigans. Um. All right. Margaret Cho is uh, here tonight. Uh, Margaret is a uh, fabulous stand-up comedian, uh, dabbled in uh, TV for a while, did dabbled. some, did some uh, feature films, and now uh, has a blockbuster, blockbuster coming out in uh, June Huge with blockbuster. Uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta oh my. called uh, Face Off. Yes.
4: I'm actually, you know, this summer doing some other f- films. Uh, my next film is called Control Freaks, which I'm very upset about because I have to do a nude scene which i'm okay with that but i have the worst tan line because i have a farmer's tan i have a beachwood can like total farmer's can like total like, like v-neck
3: like you're gardening a lot tractor tan right
4: which is so awful that i don't know how i'm gonna and i have to go to a tanning salon or something yeah but then how do i make the, the rest of it eat tan evenly it's gonna all look weird i'm just gonna look like a calico no, cat no god will we take little, care yeah. of that and yeah. I, yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh I love a tan line, uh not the farmer's not tan not the line.
4: farmer's tan though,,
3: but I love a tan line on a woman,
4: well yeah, a tan line is great, but if if it's in the right place because it's you know what it is is it looks sexy because it's things you're not supposed supposed to see
3: right, exactly,
4: but you should see people's shoulders or, right. i mean you know i don't know
3: right, well, start working in the garden in a thong back and uh <laughs> and some pasties and even things out. no would because
4: you? no. Be- I'd be kicked out.
3: I could just see her down there planting bulbs and uh, thong back. Thong back. Ah, yes. Thong back. All right, so... uh, Enjoy. What the hell are we talking about? All right, back to the phones. Uh, Drew?
5: Yeah, let's take some calls tonight. I like that. (laughs)
3: Last night was just one big uh, argument. It was awesome, though. And uh, I think I handled it wonderfully. Uh, Enjoy. Jennifer. Yeah. 25. Yeah.
1: Um, Basically, I've been married for almost five years to my husband, and um, for the last four years, it's kind of been going downhill um, pretty rapidly. In what way? Um, Just, uh, I've started uh, losing respect for him. Um, He isn't quite as caring as he used to be, and I just... I'm Kind of realizing that this is not the person that it, that I should have married basically
3: how long have you guys been together before you're married
1: um, three weeks
3: hmm.
4: oh gosh
3: yeah. all right so it was um it was a prudent decision
4: was it whirlwind was it just romantic and was it the sex uh, was that is...
1: I, I've I've never really been into sex um mm-hmm. I've been in quite a few bad relationships, and this was kind of uh
5: the rescue. This was, uh, the, this he was is the, the rescue. The, this all right, hold on. The, Let's gamble. Easy. It's right. an, it's a layup. Oh,
3: oh, it's a lay. Oh, Drew, very cocky. Uh, he's been kicking my ass on this gambling thing, and uh, you know, if the house costs me all this money, it's it's really uh it's really starting to add up. Uh, Margaret, you have any? Uh, you have any money on you? I um, yeah, get a dollar. Okay. All right, uh, Drew. Do you have uh, the uh, the multi hundreds of dollars that I've given you over the last few weeks? All right, uh, bucks. What out. are we doing? <laughs> we're gambling.
4: Okay, but that's against the law. No, uh, not. N- and we're doing it on the air.
3: All right, uh, but listen, I, I thumb my nose at the at the uh, state of California, who uh, who you know. Here's here, uh, gambling's illegal except for uh, the most inane, bizarre, asinine form of gambling, uh, which is the lottery which is uh, poor people gambling uh, with the stipend they get from the state. <laughs> uh, here's my thing. Uh, no lottery tickets sold to people in slippers or who need the money for dental work. That would, uh, that would be my first piece of business uh, when I take over as governor. So they have lottery gambling, which is uh, gambling for uh, vagrant retards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's legal. Uh, you can gamble on horses. Uh, you, pr- you theoretically could gamble on dogs in this state, I believe. Uh, but you can't, th- you can't gamble on chickens. Cockfighting's illegal. You can uh, you can gamble on dogs. Uh there's poker, uh, pan poker in Chino or something, but you can't uh you can't play 21. Here it's it, you know they the state wonders why everyone ignores their retarded laws. It's because they, they pick and choose it in in such a random fashion You're that everyone them. just goes oh, screw you. What are you talking about? You can't gamble on football, you can gamble on dogs. You can't play 21, you can't play pan poker. It's a recoculus.
4: So now we have anarchy then. That's anarchy. right.
3: Total anarchy, <laughs> starting here on Loveline. <laughs> with the three bucks we've ponied up. And I feel I feel lucky tonight. Now, what are we Drew. betting on? I have What's no th- idea. Oh. Uh, what, Drew, what are we betting on? Jennifer's upbringing. Her uh, relationship yes. with her family. Uh, we're trying to figure out why she had a string of bad relationships. Why yeah. she married this guy after only three weeks in the relationship. What mm. happened to her? As a youngin, what kind of environment uh, did Jennifer grow up in? Uh, Alcoholism, abuse, possibly was Ozzy and Harriet type uh, upbringing. Uh, Drew, would you like to go first since you're so confident?
5: Uh, Dad was uh, abusive, probably alcoholic, and ultimately left, I'd say. All right. Uh, Verbally, physically? Physically. Uh,
3: Sexually? Mm, No no
4: I would say I would go for yes because she said okay. that she does not like sex Fine. and I identify because I probably well I think I've gotten over that stage of my life because I had that sort of abuse growing up and it did affect me sexually for a long time as though now as I felt as an adult I've got let go of that and actually enjoy sex more than ever but I can see how that would hinder somebody especially if they have not been lucky as I have with um, good relationships do you think her
5: father did this to her?
4: Um, I think father or male relative, close male relative, okay, I, male I friends. I, w- I
5: would agree. that she, I, I think she took refuge with some close male friends and was a good victim because of the way the parents treated her and they yes. took advantage of it. Yes. So she's, right. We'll give her that. We'll yeah. give Margaret that. All
3: right. So uh, Margaret has sexual abuse. Yeah. You have physical abuse. I'm going uh, with uh, one too many episodes of All American Girl uh, <laughs> in the early 90s. One too many. Uh, Center over the edge. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Uh, I was going to go for the sexual abuse, damn you. I will now go for.
4: Um, well, we uh, could still have sexual abuse. You could just say we could, I could just say I want Be I, I more was, specific. I <laughs> call male friend slash uncle. Uh-huh. You could call I'll dad. I'll go dad.
3: Okay. All right. Where are we, uh, Drew? Three. Uh, line three. Jennifer. Yeah. You're 25. Yeah. Come on. Uh, uh, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes.
1: <laughs> um, well, you guys are all right in, in some aspects and kind of wrong in the others. Um, my father did not abuse me. Um, oh, That's tragic. My
3: right. What happened?
1: My mother and father were divorced. Yeah. Um, I basically saw him summers and weekends.
5: For some abuse?
1: <laughs> no.
5: No. Wait, wait, let, let me get this straight. No,
1: he did not abuse uh, me. Wait, wait,
5: wait, 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 wait. He didn't drink? No. Did he ever strike you?
1: No. Okay.
5: Well, then what part are we right about?
1: Um, I was molested by my stepfather. Mm, um, my mother's family is basically <laughs> okay. alcoholic. Buy, okay. uh,
3: like a poison sure. churro with that $3.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, um, no, no, Margaret gets it.
1: And my mother basically decided that her happiness was more important than mine.
5: Right. Okay. She she certainly achieved her goal. Yes, she did. Yes, she's a a woman of conviction.
1: Yeah. Some of my previous relationships were uh, physically or emotionally abusive. Right.
3: All right. Uh, Margaret, what happened uh, with you? I didn't know about this.
4: Oh, well, I was um, um, molested by my uncle for a couple of years and i am so incredibly vocal about it that my family can't deal with it like my mother I'll be to gather my mother say could you set the table and I go you know well uncle bob molested me you know he can set a, a goddamn table and <laughs> they, she
3: i've <laughs> tried that one too and they're like uh, who the hell's uncle bob
4: I, they get very upset with me because i'm very frank about it you know because i i won't say that it didn't happen right you know and that's the worst thing you could you could do and i think that a lot of um, healing for me has come out of just joking about it or just talking about uh, it. How old were you? Um, I was when it started five. And at the same time, he he and his daughter, do- he would do one, me and his daughter, and she was three. Oh, my God. And then Who was this guy? He was um, my uh, father's sister's husband.
5: Did you report this?
4: Um, you know, at the time, I but now. I, now no on this. I, mean, I know, I know. I mean, I don't know. You
5: need to report this.
4: I'm far. Well, i feel knows far who, away who knows what,
5: what other kids? He's, he's, he would still be doing this kind yeah, of crap. Yeah,
4: it's possible. I mean, oh, yes. I, I, I don't under, I don't understand um, his daughter either. She's very strange. She's very like just completely studious and completely cut off from the world in, in a very strange way. So I I feel like a lot of um you know I feel a lot of anger but I've also let a lot of it go. And I feel very emancipated from which is maybe why I haven't taken action against it. You know, gone back there or it, done anything.
3: Um here's what I would uh, suggest uh, because we're running uh, late for break. Um let's uh, try to give uh Jennifer a little uh, gem of information and we'll go to break and then we'll
5: um finish up with Margaret right. on this topic. Y- Jennifer. Yeah. Uh what is it about your husband that's bothering you? Um specifically.
1: Well, it seems um, he's gone half the year um, out of the country mm-hmm. and recently he has started having um, co-workers of his uh, stop by to kind of make sure I'm not doing things that I'm not supposed to
3: How do you know though? Maybe he's, maybe he's concerned. I mean, you um, know, maybe that's out of, uh, you know, maybe they're checking up on you in a good way.
1: Well, because I know I know him so well Um, I mean, he started accusing me of sleeping around and, and he started being, um, kind of overly, um... All right. So he's a
5: real clingy guy. He, he is. Okay. He is. And, And but is he, is he available to you emotionally? Do you have a good relationship when he is around?
1: Um, I, well, in a way. Okay. How
5: many kids do you have?
1: I have one from a previous, uh, previous relationship and then a daughter with him. Mm. And, um... On, On
5: behalf of the kids... Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys try to get some professional help and work this out? Because uh, you're going to go out, Jennifer, and find another messed up relationship. Yeah. And have well, another I, I, kid.
1: I have been in counseling for nine or ten years now.
5: All right. That's well, good, but uh, that's, uh,
3: that's just smarting you up enough to know you should get away from him. Yeah. Uh, what about him, though? I mean,
5: maybe you guys should get in together. Right. If he if, if you are really getting better, he can get better, too. and Give this family a chance. You know, yeah. if,
1: Well, I mean, I, I've given him so many chances to correct... You know things that I have found wrong, or things. You know, all right. Well,
3: tried. then you, you have my blessing for the divorce, uh, but I will put a curse on you if you get married uh, before you're the age of twenty nine. Oh God! Do you hear me? Okay. Uh, you must uh, put all your emphasis on your children and on your career, and and not on another relationship and uh,
5: in, in your recovery from this uh, abuse. Yeah, you know,
4: because I think if it's bad, it's not going to. If it's that bad, but the I don't is see how it with get somebody better. like
5: Jennifer, it could be that good. And uh-huh. she could be sabotaging it. Yeah. That's part of the problem. It, it, and if if it is that bad, she's going to go out and find another bad one. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't find another bad one, she's going to find a good one that she sabotages.
9: Yeah.
5: So she might as well work on the one she has since there's a kid involved and she has a reason to commit herself to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh,
3: Margaret uh, completely disagrees with that... Uh, <laughs> Yes, another sneaker pair. Uh,
9: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but because of her uh, her cultural upbringing, uh, I'm
4: is being polite. Not pipe up uh, to the
5: doctor, <sighs> but you could, you could feel the the uh, vehemence of her. Well, you know, I years. just
4: sometimes if I can't stand it, I, I don't see how women can stay in relationships. Then I yeah, I just have to leave.
3: All right, I I am uh, uh, down with you
5: on that. So fast. All right, and, and wh- sometimes that can wait. be right. It's unfair of us to pass judgment on that relationship because we really don't know.
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, but you know, okay. she sounds yeah.
5: Sounds we need bad. to go to break. Uh, when we come
3: back, uh, we will um, unearth uh, a little more of uh, Margaret's past and uh, <laughs> see how she's doing with that, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, take more calls from you after this.
7: I began to float up and away from my
2: body. Uh, lady, you better get back here. If you're not here when Loveline returns, they're going to be
6: pissed. Float. Float. It's Loveline. 106.7. K rock.
12: Warner Brothers presents Meg Ryan and Matthew Roderick in the ultimate battle of the exit. Listeners are winning huge cash prizes every week at DraftKings.com. You could be crowned the next fantasy football millionaire this weekend, people. DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into 4000 Another won hundred grand his first time ever playing. And another player won a million bucks in one day. You heard me correctly. Enormous cash prizes are paid out every week at DraftKings.com. Play one-week fantasy at DraftKings to turn your season-long fantasy research into instant cash. Hurry and get free entry into the Millionaire Maker event this weekend, where first place takes home a million bucks. Head over to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code PODCAST to play for free to become a millionaire. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter PODCAST for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. (laughs) DraftKings.com!
5: That you should be rebellious, just to be rebellious, to advance the cause of people's rights to be individuals, which is fine, yeah. but that kid would have gotten hurt potentially, and that's what they're advocating mm-hmm. that, you know that my our first job here is to do no harm first, yes, yeah. and to hear these people you don 't know what the their
4: t- she uh, advocate Stars.
5: something which drives <laughs> me crazy
4: I doing? am not no i am totally i am i am. I am not. I am not. All
3: right. And I dragged out of the guy uh, that he hated his dad and was going to tell him basically to uh, sort of tell him to screw off, Uh Uh, which is, see, uh, I don't trust people who want to tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I,
3: I was thinking about this today uh, While I was trying to come up with a lie or something And I thought, I don't trust people who want to tell the truth Every time we have some 17 uh, year old kid Who calls up the show and says I must tell my parents I'm gay mm-hmm. It eventually turns out that they hate their parents Yeah,
4: they want Yeah, They
3: know that the uh, last thing their parents want to hear out of them yeah. Is that their son is gay uh-huh. So they're going to tell them to screw them mm-hmm. But they always hide And it's such a noble cause uh, The cause of truth Mm-hmm But if you scrape beneath the surface uh, to those who think uh, everyone needs to know the truth, you usually find something devious. Like when producer Ann told on uh, uh, Jimmy uh, about uh, what was going on at the bachelor party. We went, oh, we got to know the truth. Uh, Everyone, I don't trust people who want
5: to tell the truth. There's a devious thing hiding behind it. There's an agenda. Yes, an agenda. And
4: it's not honesty. It's evil. It's an
5: agenda. It's still motivated of something other than just a desire to be truthful. Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right, and, uh, and uh, all right, and let's not and forget. by the way, we what? both sound horrible on tape.
3: We really do. Horrible. No, no, you not I can't, I can't talk
5: anymore. You sounded
3: fine, please. Uh, Sophia.
10: Hi.
3: Hey, you're 19.
10: Yeah, I've been married one year, mm-hmm. and I wanted to let everybody know that I've had the most incredible experience of my life since I've been married.
3: All right, kill yourself now, <laughs> and it won't get any better.
10: <laughs> oh, it does. Um, what I wanted to tell the world is that i for some reason i have sex in the middle of the night with my husband and it's it's the strangest thing because we're both we're like not in the mood and we've had a hard day and then all of a sudden we both roll over and it's the most passionate incredible thing that i've ever experienced and i wanted to know has anybody else ever done this
3: (laughs) Yes. Uh,
10: sure.
4: <laughs>
3: Margaret and I did it.
10: Yeah. <laughs> During the break. Oh my
4: God. And I was. I had a long day. Exact. Just like you. And I, <laughs> I just rolled over the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, no, I think there's something great about it. in the middle of the night just having a warm body next to you. It's like a kind of a g- great aphrodisiac. You, you couldn't even be thinking about sex. The other person's body, their rhythms. You know, I think that um, the smell of somebody asleep next to you is an incredible aphrodisiac. It doesn't have anything to do with your thinking Especially or. Especially when I
3: flap the covers. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh.
3: I, that's the Dutch oven. Yes. Uh, let t- me tell you something.
4: <laughs> you know? The penis never sleeps, it's always the <laughs> way.
3: My penis is like a shark it has to keep <laughs> swimming forward otherwise it will die it's uh it's not quite a mako it's more of a nurse shark uh, pretty pretty benign but uh, the point is is it, it my, the penis never sleeps that's going to be the title of my first book
4: a penis never sleeps
3: i may be asleep and uh, the vagina will not off uh, but it will not go into a deep ram and so no.
5: but it might be a, its guard might be down
3: yes uh and that's what happens uh the vagina is uh woozy oh, well
4: have you ever been entered while asleep that is the best Mm-mm. that is better than i don't know what
10: that's yeah, better I, than
4: almond roca i've I think.
10: always woken up and my husband sometimes he's fast asleep when it's happening and he'll eventually wake up when it's over but I've always been wide awake when it starts.
3: Well, you mean you're actually, you, you you're, don't wake up until somebody has um, um, crossed uh, the, the vaginal border into uh, Tijuana?
4: Who, who, she I'm asked. asking you. Oh, yeah. No, it's happened before where that the action of it.
3: Yes, woke you up?
4: W- Woken me up. Ah. It's, it, it was, it's, the, it's a wake-up call. It's an early morning wake-up call.
3: It's hmm. good. Okay. I've had women fall asleep after I started, but never the other way around. <laughs> All right, so, uh, uh, Sophia. Yes. This is a uh, bliss for you.
10: Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. It's the only time it's ever happened is when I've been married, and I've been in many relationships. All right, yeah. Yet you're young still, though. I'm hoping you're yeah. on the pill. <laughs>
3: Unless uh, you're uh, going for the nightstand and putting a sponge in or something while you're asleep.
10: No, what's going on is I've i am not fixed, but not permanently, but it'll, it won't it
7: will happen.
5: Why?
10: So.
7: Huh? Why? IUD.
5: Oh, okay. IUD. You have an IUD now? Mm-hmm. I didn't know people use those have, anymore. Wait, wait, wait. You wait, like a wait. shop or something? Wait, do you have kids? <laughs> no. How did you get an IUD put in before having kids?
10: I have, well... You lied. No. <laughs> no, what I, what I have had is three abortions. And okay. so they said, well, it's close enough. All right. So. They
5: usually don't put it in women who have not had children because yeah. there is a risk of infertility. Oh, that's wow. what I love three, about, That's hard. Drew does not F around. He doesn't. I mean,
3: uh, he, he knew uh, that there's no way she got that IUD uh, yeah. unless it was under cer- certain circumstances. Yeah. All right. So the I, uh, is it working? Oh yeah. All right. And uh, do people still use these? Obviously, yeah, but, but I again, mean, not you a, don't not under what's called
5: nulliparous women. So we, we're normally talking to women that, have, for the most part, have not had kids or are planning to have more in the future, and you wouldn't use it then. Because it, it can, can make you sterile. Correct. But n- mm. not a not a big chance. Um. What about all those women in the '60s who who used IUDs? It contributed in the '70s, really, is when the IUD was a big deal, and it contributed dramatically to uh, tubal dysfunction, dramatically. Okay, and the IUD is
3: like a, well, it looks like a little wishbone. It you, can uh, look like
5: a little coil, or it can look like a 7 or a T. And you uh, put it up where?
4: It just whisks the egg off of the surface. of. Well,
5: the it, it does insert. a couple things. It, it, the, you know, they, they unfold in the uterus, so they keep the, the uterine cavity open, and they, some of them have hormones and metals on them mm-hmm. that irritate the lining of the uterus so the egg cannot implant. How do you get it in there? Speculum, insert it. Okay. As, yes, as you can't you
4: can't do it yourself.
5: You could. Uh, they stay so. in for years. Okay.
3: Uh, what is your uh, birth control uh, of choice, uh, Margaret?
4: Condoms. A oh, condom. Condoms, condoms um, non lubricated. Um, I don't like non oxaline. Are uh,
5: you doing also increase the risk of uh, ascending sexually transmitted diseases like pelvic inflammatory disease? No. Oh. Well, no duh. All they right. There are,
4: uh, I always look nor plants as being really attractive, but then it, I do don't, don't. I don't know.
3: Yeah, but you got to get off condoms eventually, don't you? I mean, if you're with um, a guy, steady.
5: Uh,
4: yeah, but they don't stay around very long.
5: Uh-huh. Well, it's because you're making them use condoms. <laughs> well, yeah. you got to get into her past again so we can see what, what's, what's... Yeah, all uh, right. We may we, gamble we have, on uh, yes, Margaret's uh, past. Well,
3: she's got my money. That's why we're okay. not gambling <laughs> on her past. All right. Uh, all that after this. <laughs> okay.
2: Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stop love and
5: love. be right back oh. in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're like
6: me it's loveline 106.7 k-rock 191 that's
7: 1-800-l-o-v-e-191 K-Rock. 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 K-Rock.
2: 7. K-Rock. 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 this is love line. the world
7: famous k-rock
3: Yeah. All righty. Uh, Love Line. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, comedian uh, Margaret Cho is here tonight. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. fax number 310-854-4455. Um, Tom Arnold is coming in next week, right? Memorial. Yes. Memorial Day. Okay. Uh, Stephen Baldwin will be in here, Tyra Banks, and uh, maybe Prodigy. We'll uh, see his little question mark uh, there. And we will be back in 10 seconds.
2: This is Love Line on Radio Station. KROQ FM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The
7: world famous K Rock.
3: Oh. Yes, it is Loveline with the well-rested uh, Dr. Drew and the um, nasally drone of Adam Carolla and the uh, comic stylings of uh, young Miss Margaret Cho who uh, has a movie coming out called uh, Face Off. It, uh, it's a John Woo film. He's a uh, big action director. Yes. And uh, has Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Yes. Two uh, guys you uh, may have heard of. Yes. And uh, is John playing uh, a bad guy like in Broken Arrow?
4: Um, yeah. They, well, they both play bad guys. They both play good guys because they play each other with their faces. Oh right, and stuff right. Like. So right. they they they're bad and good. It's everything. It's it's a great, great. Uh,
3: lots of stuff exploding. Lots of shooting.
4: Lots of um, lots of shooting. Lots of blood. Good.
3: It's good. Uh, it Takes place in the uh, foreseeable future.
4: Foreseeable future. And it's 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 an amazing film. It really is. I mean, if you're a fan of John Woo, if you're a fan of action films in general, yeah. And uh, it's so exciting. I mean, it's just so. I think we shot off 144,000 rounds of ammunition
3: Jeez.
4: over the, the the course of the filming. It's just really amazing.
3: And that was just the Teamsters, Drew. That yeah. was before they <laughs> actually started filming. And, and where did you film this?
4: Um, in Los Angeles, the Teamsters actually did this little trick on me. Um, they put a uh, there was a hugest um, uh, doggy poop or whatever they put it outside of a place where I would see it and I walked out and I started screaming oh my god it looks like three bananas and then I started screaming it's human because there's tissue and I was screaming it's human there's tissue and all the teamsters were laughing and I was horrified and screaming screaming about it and then um, then two weeks later they put it outside my trailer and I did the same thing I they thought it was a completely different and unrelated poop right I thought it was it, had, it was a, it was a serial pooper it had happened again and then then I took I still didn't figure it out I'm so stupid and then they They finally let me in on the little joke because both times they were all standing around waiting for me to come out.
3: Where did they get the poop?
4: Um, It was actually plastic poop Uh that they they, uh, embellished on by spraying it with water. Yours was
5: not plastic, Adam, the one that was deposited in your bathroom, was it?
3: Uh, No, I had somebody uh, take a dump in my bathtub. uh, Uh, Why? Why? I I wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats uh, shouting that exact word. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Why me? What? Why what, my did tub? They,
4: did they think it was a bidet? Is it? Uh... No, it wasn't
3: a French guy. It was a <laughs> it was a junkie.
4: Oh gosh! That's uh, the worst thing I've ever heard. Yes,
3: my home was uh, under uh, construction, and it's still a little different <laughs> ritual.
5: Uh, am I right, Drew? And the same junkie is one that stole your your tools with them. Yes, I had that uh, is, many tools that stolen. Is
4: awful. So you discovered it uh, directly after, or or after some time had passed, or
3: I didn't do carbon dating on the. Uh, <laughs> you on didn't the cut dump. it,
4: cut it to see if there was rings. No, I didn't count, uh, count it Possible.
3: <laughs> I didn't get uh, like uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy on the phone. And uh, Bill, uh, I, I I got a turkey thermometer in
5: it. Uh, it's it's uh, sixty-eight degrees. Uh, <laughs> more like more like track. A bear or something. You yeah, check, check out what it's eaten recently. Oh, and then I actually oh. rubbed some
3: of it on me so that uh, he would not pick up my scent. Or uh, just
4: rub some on and see if you had a reaction twenty four hours later to see if you were allergic, possibly. R- right,
3: and just uh, I, I put my initials on my chest just in case I was going to have a reaction. Oh. All right. So from uh from uh feces uh, to molestation. Let's okay. uh, let's just uh finish off uh our right. conversation. Yes. Uh you're very courageous in talking about this. I'd like to preface this by saying Oh thank you. Uh when you were uh, uh was it uh, uh five years old or yes, seven? Five. five years old. Uh you uh were molested mm-hmm. by uh a sort of distant uncle or no, uncle no. by marriage? Uncle or by marriage, yes. And uh, he also molested his three
5: year old. Yes. At the time. At the same time. And is, is this the same girl that's all. That's yes, she's now?
4: just very strange now. Oh, yeah. And but I'm so distant, you know, from, from that, too. And I think that my parents also have separated their uh, ties to that particular family to a great extent because of it. Yet they will not. Really Talk be as it. straightforward as I am, certainly. Nowhere well, can near Can you imagine
5: it. how guilty your parents feel?
4: Oh, I know. I mean, that's, why I they don't, that's
5: what they're avoiding.
4: It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. because you
3: would have to feel uh, some degree of responsibility, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't a rational uh, feeling. That, you, uh, you would want to have protected you from this.
4: Yes, of course. Of
3: and course. Uh, so uh, how old are you now? 28. Alright, so this is uh, 23 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, when did it come out? I mean, when did you discover it or, I mean, I, I shouldn't say discover it but when did you make it uh, apparent to your parents uh, that this was going on?
4: Um, I think uh, uh, I, I think I kind of let them know when I was around 12 when I figured out what had happened mm-hmm. Then I kind of let them know and they were not dismissive but they did not know how to deal with it emotionally I mean, I'm very close to my parents yet at the same time, we have problems obviously talking about certain things and it part of it has to do culturally with uh, the reserved nature of our you know Korean uh, family dynamics is very it's very unemotional very cold and and so you have to they they, they cross that line sometimes because the we're different but at the same time it's very hard for them so now
3: what is what is uh, the situation are you a first-generation uh, American yes and uh, so your folks came over yes
5: uh, at what age
4: um they came in their mid-twenties
5: were they expecting you to have an arranged marriage uh no we talked to a lot of korean kids yes. which that that is a common very
4: common and, and as a lot of my cousins still um you know do that and they they treasure that they welcome that because you know it, it it kind of takes a lot of sort of you know pressure off because also it's not um completely you know you have to do it it's a more like a setting up and you know introductions and whatnot
3: not? Oh, you don't have to carry through and you actually don't always uh, have to. No. take the vows.
4: No, I mean it just depends on the family, of course. But I've seen that in my family. And, and what did your parents kind of think
3: about uh, you getting involved with comedy at such a young age?
4: Well, I didn't tell them until I was well into a television career, and then I was doing. Uh,
5: they didn't know they you didn't know. They didn't know what you did for a living.
4: No, and how I'm, did you keep it from them? I just didn't really discuss it, you know, because you could you could you keep things like that. And then my mother saw me in television. Really? And she was like, "Um, oh, I have a kiss turn for you."
3: <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, Is this Mrs. Livingston
5: yeah. uh, from a <laughs> of Eddie's father? Know,
4: yes, the same. But what did she ask you? She just she was like she couldn't figure out what what it was that I was doing. She thought it was like theater or something. How and did, she started uh, to understand? And they've never come to see me to stand. Oh.
3: All right, your, your folks and my folks uh, together. Yeah. Uh, we should put them on a boat and just uh, cast it out to sea somewhere.
4: I mean, I'm sure your parents are very proud.
3: Uh, 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 they don't like to admit it in front no. of me. But the answer uh, to that would be no. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> no, look, they're happy if I'm happy. Yeah. And I pretend I'm happy, so
5: uh, everyone's happy. But more than pride, I, I pick up fear in his parents. They're <laughs> frightened of his success. A right. Frightened
4: of it. Frightened uh, you, of your power.
5: You you um No, it's that he know uh-huh. they know him and he's been unleashed on the world. <laughs>
3: Did I get up and leave the room, or am I still, still, still oh, sitting you here? You misspeak. Go ahead. All right. Um, I just mean, uh, Drew loves to talk about me uh, like I was some um, professor <laughs> he had in college or something who passed away some years ago. I'm sitting right across from the guy while he's, uh, 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 he's uh, assailing me with his uh, psychological verbal critiques. Now... Uh, you lived at home, went out, and did stand-up. Yes. And your folks didn't know you're going out and doing stand-up.
4: No, they, they knew that I was going out. Right. I mean, it wasn't a change, though. The, my lifestyle didn't change really when I was... You know, when did you leave out, the I was, house for good? Um, I, I left when I was about 18, and I came back a couple of times, of course, boomerang back into the family.
3: Did you state. not tell them what you are doing for fear that they wouldn't accept it?
4: I just didn't tell them because I think they just wouldn't understand. I mean, they they just didn't get it. They right. didn't really get it. Right. You no. know, so I just tell them, I didn't tell them because I, I didn't really know what to tell right. them.
3: My my family's uh, been in this country for uh, five generations, and they still. Uh, uh, Uncle Ralph wants to know whose show it is. Uh, what do you mean? Is it's Drew's show, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> n- n- uh, what does that mean? Uh, he does all the talking, right? Uh, no. Uh, well, Gobby, Uncle Gobby says he does all the talk. <laughs> uh, okay, listen, I, look, just pass the, the goddamn chicken paprikash. Uh, let's finish it off and get the hell out of here. Oh, but biz. I'm sure
4: that it's so exciting that they see I mean, that, that's got... It's, oh, uh, no one has a cable
3: thing. in my family. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I was on uh, CBS a couple of weeks ago, my uh, grandmother said, uh, so this is a real station.
4: Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: All right, so uh, we should uh, we should we should put uh, here's what we should do. We should take my folks, your folks, uh, put them in a uh, like a like a, a Roman uh, arena, uh, mm-hmm. give them a couple battle axes, and yeah. uh, just see who walks let, away.
4: Let them go at it.
3: Marty, twenty.
11: Yeah, hi. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Um, I got a question about my girlfriend. Um, I've been going out with her for uh, four months, but we actually feel a lot closer than that. We both love each other very much, um, but we actually oh, few problems just keep on, uh, coming uh, back and forth. Um, we get in lots of fights. First of all, um, <laughs> she's had sex, six sex partners before me and she's only 20 and that kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah. And the second thing is that, um, she really likes to flirt and to be hit on by other guys. Um, she, she's really sensitive to the fact that I don't like it. In fact, she'll, if she's out, she'll ask me if it's okay if she dances or goes out with guy friends, whatever, but it, well, what
5: would happen if you said no?
11: Well, then she doesn't, but...
5: but well, how would she behave? How would she feel?
11: That's, that's my question. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm overreacting or too overly jealous. How does
5: she react? I'm sorry? If you say no, how does she react? Or have you never said no?
11: Yeah, you know, I, I have I've said no on some instances. And how does says, she react? She says okay.
5: And that's it. No resentment, no anger.
11: Not that I can tell, but uh, I'm not
5: really sure. You're uh, you're 22,
3: uh, 20. 20 as well.
11: We're both 20. I'm
3: sorry. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, you've had less than six partners.
11: I- I've had none.
3: Oh no! Um, All right, no, yeah. Oh, geez, see, man. guys can't stand this. This That's is. Uh,
4: I, is that weird? I mean, I I by the time that I was 20, I had I don't even know how many. But that six is a very low figure. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> that that uh, that's a good weekend. Uh, yeah. It's just you're out doing the stand up thing, sure. you know. What do you, what do you what do? You want? <laughs> oh, your parents are just uh oh, could you imagine oh. uh, imagine
11: the folks uh, hearing about the partners. I also don't like to talk about the six uh, partners with her because I feel like I'm calling her a whore or whatever. Yeah. Um, R- but they
4: were all you have to understand they were all before she met you. You know, they don't have anything to do with
11: you. Uh, but Margaret,
3: this is not a rational impulse. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's not really. I've had this impulse before. A lot of guys have this. You have it when you're like in your uh, late teens and early 20s as a guy. It's a it's one of these things that goes along. It's almost um, like uh, when I was like in my early 20s, I get in a lot of fights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, you know, get into trouble. Make mm-hmm. trouble. Pain in the ass. And it's, it's a lot of that same energy. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a... Uh, please, Drew. Uh, but don't, don't put the puss on yeah, halfway I, I, into I this. Not, I won't interrupt you. <laughs> How about a little validation for a change instead yes, of the puss on? The puss on. <laughs> Yes, and. <laughs> you have a lot of energy when you're in your early twenties yeah. as a male, mm-hmm. and oftentimes that energy finds sort of uh, devious outlets. Mm-hmm. And when you're with your woman, it, it 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 comes out in who you were, who were you with before yeah. me, what were you doing with them, um, who's the guy, uh, how big was his penis, uh-huh. so on and so forth. When you're with guys, it comes out in a hey, you're an a hole. I'm drunk. Let's get into a fight. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, uh, you lose a lot of that momentum uh, uh-huh. hopefully mm-hmm. and you just sort of settle in and you realize uh, people have passed you have yeah. a past uh you're together now and that's what's important and mm-hmm. it's and you also stop trying to cut people off
5: on the freeway yeah. who flip you the birds mm-hmm. so some of that is biological i agree with you adam however some of it is the fact that younger males particularly tend to persist in over idealizing their partners Right. Is an attempt to act out something that they, you know, are lacking in their relationship with their mother or something. And the over-idealization can, can never be uh, kept up with. Right. And, and, and part of the idealization is you defend against it. If a guy comes, you want, you want to attack anybody that, that, uh, sure. that uh, threatens it or, or keeps you from protecting that idealized image. Right. And when you, as, as life
3: goes on, you become comfortable with the notion that most women are tramps, and you better just accept it.
11: <laughs> well, I'm not worried that she's ever going to cheat on me, really. Um,
5: we didn't just, say that. I'm sorry? We, didn't, we didn't even bring that up. Yeah, well, Okay, I, so that's where your head's at.
4: Yeah. Well, well, maybe you get that from the sexual jealousy. Like, you don't like her flirting, you don't like guys hitting on her. But at the same time, flirting for a lot of women is a way that women communicate. And I find that flirting, for me, I will flirt with people that I am not attracted to in the least just because that's how I, as a coquette would deal with men. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a threat to you, but if it makes you uncomfortable, I think it's wrong to say, please don't do that or whatever, because I think that's just going to make her resentful. And at the same time, you know, may you do you flirt with her?
11: With, with my girlfriend? Yeah. Um, well, no, we're, we're very close. I mean, we're way beyond flirting, I guess.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's there's sort of a fun thing if you're with... I don't know. Like, like I know, because I have never been with anybody for that long, but... I think that flirting exists, um, it should exist well into, you know, your golden years if, if you want to keep having fun. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you can certainly have a sort of a playful element, uh, to your relationship. Sure. All right. So Marty, mm-hmm. we've d- done nothing to answer your question. Uh, here, here's the deal. Uh, this is you, this is your problem. This is in your head. It's not rational. Uh, I know the feeling well. Uh, there are many, many other young men who share that same feeling. And uh, your job as a human being is uh, to not act on all these impulses that you'd like to act on. Uh, you'd like to kill people. You don't. You. Uh, I would like to go up and... Uh, uh, pull women's tops off uh, that were uh, roller skating down the uh, venice boardwalk i rarely do it <laughs> uh, i would i would like to urinate on um on parking spaces so that people knew uh that this was my space mm-hmm. i would like to uh, uh break wind into my cupped hand and fan it toward now, wait a minute that that's one. called
4: I the buttercup i hear
5: that's oh, the yeah. buttercup oh, when you I do like that, that and you
4: put that up to somebody's face
5: yeah, When you end your
4: hand and then you do that.
5: Oh, like po- Poetic, guys. Um, <laughs> M- Marty, uh, the deal is you need to be more realistic. You need to accept who she is, her weaknesses, her strengths. You need not to idealize her. You need to not to idealize this relationship. You started out this call by saying uh, we are so in love, but I hate this and this and this and this about her and who she really is really bothers me. Look at who she is and decide whether or not you're going to accept that and be more realistic about this And uh,
3: 6, uh, by the age of 20, uh, does not a whore make. Sam, 20. Sam? Hello? Sam? Hello? Hello. Hi. Uh, well, hold on. Let me just uh, put this out to the listeners. Uh, please try to be in some state of uh, preparedness uh, when we call on you. Sam? Hello. <laughs>
9: okay.
3: Uh, this is Sam. Is this you? Yeah, this is me. Oh, it's, uh, you're diabolical. Here, honey. Uh, wait. <laughs> I'm going to be on hold for some time. Just hold the phone next to your ear and wait, and then give it to me if uh, the guy's pick up. Is that yeah. what that was?
13: Go ahead, Sam. Okay. Um, I had a question. Um, I was dating a girl a while back, and uh, we got a, had a pretty close relationship, and. We broke up and all, and uh, I was just curious if it was, like, immoral to sleep with her friends or her sisters or, you know, feel intimate about them.
5: What does immoral mean to you?
13: Just, you know, I mean, I I was wondering if it was just
5: morally wrong. What does moral mean to you?
13: Well, just, you know, just...
5: If you use the word moral again, I'm hanging up on you. Okay. Um,
13: I mean... I mean, is there just anything bad with that? I mean Do you think you would I mean do other people do
5: that? Do you I mean, think it's wrong to hurt other people? Uh in a way, but so you, in a way no. So you don't mind your, if your actions harm other people? Uh-uh. Okay, well then you're fine. Because that's what your actions are going to do. Okay. But we need to explore why you don't acknowledge other people's feelings. Why don't why can't well, why can't you be concerned about other people's feelings?
13: Uh, because really, I've found out that's no way to get in the world. That you don't get anywhere like that. Oh, so that is I,
3: I I hate that yes. notion. Yeah. It is such a crock of ass. This whole sort of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this generation of uh, uh, this Reebok generation of it's my world I'm in your face uh, you know uh, everyone owes me something it's dog eat dog you gotta scratch and claw your way to the top it's such crap Uh, uh, let me uh, use as an example uh, my partner here uh, Dr. Drew Uh, nice uh, genteel uh, uh, interested in nothing but helping others uh, yet has uh, managed to carve himself out a very successful career uh with a uh, lovely uh, his wife's all right uh, but the kids are great and uh he goes to bed each night and uh sleeps like a baby because he's uh spent the day out doing good uh being courteous and uh, helping others there's not a there's not an ounce of uh, uh vindictiveness in him uh, there's no agenda uh other than to uh, make a few bucks. And he's, and he's uh, made a successful life without stepping on other people. You can do it, too, unless you're just an idiot. Are you an idiot, Sam?
13: Uh, yeah, most of the time I am. I'm not <laughs> All right. So.
3: Well, then that, that is idiot. the, good. That is the curse of your life, then. So uh, <laughs> do what you want to others. You'll never no, escape no, yourself. I mean, I mean,
13: I'm nice to people. Don't get me wrong. Hell, I'm, I'm a Boy Scout. I mean, I was a Boy Scout.
5: So Where did you first learn that it's not... Worthwhile. Uh, well,
13: my brother's in jail, so, I mean, it was just really terrible. One of my friends sent him to jail.
5: What and, happened? Uh, for
13: 50 years. What happened? Uh, he got, well, my friend's older brother was buying some uh, drugs off my brother, and uh, he owed my brother money, and uh, my friend got scared for his brother's life, I guess, and I don't know why, but... So he, he went and said, oh, you know, all this stuff, and made up all these big stories about how he was trafficking drugs from different countries and all this thing. So,
5: How do you know he wasn't?
13: Uh, because he, he's not a liar, and he told me.
3: Well, how, how did but the... By the uh, way, if he
5: was a drug addict, drug addicts uh, you just, well, uh, no, he, he would No, he wouldn't touch the stuff. He just sold it. All right, well, I, I have yet to meet somebody like
3: that. How way. did the uh, court system find him guilty then?
13: Uh, well, they took this kid's testimony. And that was enough. Yeah, that was enough for them. All right, and uh, he
3: couldn't offer any uh, compelling evidence to, uh, toward um, the fact that he wasn't doing all of this. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with guilty anyway.
5: Yeah, I mean, also an addict. An addict's lie. Period. All right. So your brother's uh, up the river.
13: But yeah, yeah. But I mean, that that's kind of where I learned. And I mean, I've had a rough life as it is. And I mean, right, that's
5: where you learned. What I was the rough life about?
13: Yeah. And what was the
5: rough life about? Oh,
13: it's just uh, I just didn't get along with high school. It's my own fault. I mean,
5: what was I, the, what was the rough life about? You said you were a Boy Scout.
13: Oh yeah. What's wrong with being a Boy Scout?
5: Well, that doesn't suggest you had such a rough time in high school. You found something to do with your time. What where was it rough? What, what well, happened? So,
13: so far, that's really the only thing I c- accomplished. Right now, well, when I was younger in school, they they told me I was uh, one of the kids that needed special education, and. I really don't think I did when I look back on it, but I mean that just through all of life, I mean that was just eating at me, you know. I mean, oh, I'm I'm a stupid kid, I'm an idiot, you know. Weren't you I mean,
5: getting a, schools a, are telling me this? Weren't you getting any support at home?
13: Uh, yeah, a, very little.
5: What was going on at home?
13: Oh, nothing. My parents were fighting all the time, and you know, and I had a brother who was selling drugs. And all
5: right, I, hold, I, on, hold on, Sam.
13: Sam. I had, I had Sam. sisters that got knocked up S- and were out. Of Sam, house Sam, Sam. Your parents Sam. were hitting
5: you, right? Hmm. Your parents never struck you.
13: No, well, oh yeah, well they did, but I mean, okay, all right, all right. all right. Sam, look, oh, that's where you, that's
5: where you learned that. that uh, Hey, That's this, where you uh, learn not to respect other people. When your parents don't respect you, it's hard to respect yourself. Uh, There's a conversation uh, with Mr. Drucker from
3: Green Acres. Uh, I, I can't feel, I'm totally lost here. Your parents were hitting. No, 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 no. Uh, they didn't hit you? Oh, you should, well, yes, no, yes, they, yes, they did hit, hit me, me. But
13: only when I deserved it. They didn't hit me. All right,
3: hitting is hitting.
13: and well, uh, I, I don't see any problem right. with that. I mean, all right,
3: yeah, no one uh, who was hit
13: does. Good.
3: Don't have kids if you don't see a problem. Bad. Please don't Sam, have it didn't. kids. it The
5: reason you're in the circumstance you are is because of all that. That's why you can't appreciate or be empathic towards other people. All
3: right, let me just uh, wrap things up with Sam for one second because we're late for break. Sam, uh, listen, I come from the same background. Uh, my dad would have hit me, but he's too lazy. <laughs> he didn't want to get that involved with my life uh, I uh, never learned to read I got horrible grades I got put in a uh, moron class uh, when I got out of high school I started cleaning carpets uh, and got kicked out of the house living in a crappy uh, apartment in North Hollywood with three guys in a one bedroom my sister ran away from home when she was 13 and uh, was gone uh, ever since uh, doing God knows uh, what uh, a lot of us uh, had a tough shake in life. Uh, that's fine. But if everybody who had a tough shake in life uh, ended up being a, uh, you know, a sociopath, uh, this entire planet would go under uh, tomorrow. All right. Uh, it's an excuse, but it's not a good one. It's something you have to overcome. Uh, just like uh, M- Margaret's, uh, uh, what are you, Asian? She's Asian. Uh, she's not supposed to be funny. Uh, she got molested by uh, uh, some joker uncle. Her, her parents could give a rat's ass about her career. But look at her. She lives up on a, on a mountain and uh, tells jokes for a living and laughs all the way to the bank. Uh, we all have our hurdles to overcome, Sam. Uh, do not make those hurdles an excuse because you'll fall on your face all right okay uh, your um. life is a collection of your actions you understand if okay. you if you steal if you're immoral if you screw around if you screw around with your ex-girlfriend's if you sister hurt other if you hurt other people then that's your life that's what your life is so you are. if you steal you're a thief and that is your life and that is uh, worse than any prison they could put you in and with that i'm going to urinate
2: it what if? There's good news, podcast listener. The Podcast One app version 2.5 update is available right now.
8: Awesome!
2: Which means you'll be able to directly access all the shows you really care about anytime and anywhere you want. Adam Carolla, Steve Austin, NPR, Loveline, Dan Patrick, and a whole bunch more. Wow! Plus, now you can play, pause, or stop any of your favorites and pick up right where you left off later on. So go to PodcastOne.com now and download app version 2.5. That's PodcastONE.com.
1: As uh,
2: much so as bitchin', bitchin' bitchin' What Whatever K-Rock
6: Love line
2: on the world famous
8: K-Rock
6: uh,
13: Come on, <laughs> have a good time
3: Alright, uh, words of wisdom we are here with the uh, funniest Korean woman alive, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Cho. I, I say that without any hesitation. Find me a funnier Korean woman. Go
4: uh, find I wanna her. I want to meet her. Find her.
3: Uh, and go find me a funny Korean. <laughs> funnier than Margaret Cho. Happy I, 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 de- I defy him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Margaret Cho is here, a uh, longtime stand-up comedian uh, and not old. Not so uh, old. Very jealous of that. Uh, uh, got started at the the tender age of 16 mm-hmm. uh, probably took uh, some of the pain of the, um, the not only the molestation but the uh, oppressive uh, family oppressive unit family. Yes. and, and, and turned that around into mm-hmm. comedy sure it's like Bobcat starting so early yeah. yeah he started when he was 11 or something didn't he? Uh, Everybody th- really? thought he was 43. But. Bobcat actually uh, snuck a microphone and phone into his mother's womb. That's, right. that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I heard. She walked around with cord hanging out of her vagina for uh, almost a month and a half before she gave birth to Bob. Uh, Bobcat. Bobcat, uh, who called me uh, like uh, uh, three or four days ago, will be on the show the, coming up. This show? Yeah, this show. Yeah you well, said, uh, "What do you think I was talking about?" That's weird. Uh, I don't, I don't the see river the river dance. I don't see it mention it. I don't the see it on, on the list anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what show? Uh, what other when? show do you do, Drew? When? Uh, in June, sometime. <laughs> All right. uh, he he's doing the voice of uh, the gay parrot in the new uh, Disney. Uh, no, uh, he's doing a voice in the new uh, Hercules. Hercules. Oh no, oh. no. Oh, oh yeah!
5: Oh, my kids are way into that. Drew's uh, ears
3: uh, perked up like Dumbo's uh, there. Yeah. So maybe Bob will uh, get you a bring some uh, stuff. Ah, oh. ah! Oh. I love oh. him. Bob is the
4: greatest. Yeah, he's so great. Great guy. Great, love a- him.
3: And uh, and uh, he'll be in here plugging that. So
5: it's already. I mean, this is going to be a huge movie. It's a Disney's Hercules for Christ's sake. Yeah, they've been they've been. Uh, be marketing it for already six months. My kids knew all the characters before they finished the damn film. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Alright, so uh, maybe Bob will uh, bring in
3: something. Or I'll tell you I'll tell you what he'll do. He's a friend. I'll get him to do uh, uh, the voice of his character on your uh, outgoing phone answering machine. Oh. The kids will go oh, insane. Yeah,
4: will oh, that's so cute.
3: I uh, know. <laughs> uh, you know Bob Ketz, so I don't have to ask uh, you how old he is. Uh, no. Do you know him well? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's no fun. We, we had a fun game going here, which was uh, Guess Bobcat's Age. Uh, I think we can play it tonight. Uh, Bob has it, been on the show a few times uh, mm-hmm. listens to the show quite uh, religiously. Yes. And, uh, That's scary. And almost kills himself uh, when he hears people venture guesses as to how old he is.
4: Venture guesses. Yes. I, I, I have seen his driver's license before, too. So I should know...
3: All right. Well, you you know him well enough to be too close, so it's no yeah, fun. Yeah, it's no fun. All right, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll have fun. Uh, Carla, twenty two.
7: Hi.
3: How old is Bobcat goldthwaite
7: Um, my guess,
3: forty five. Forty five. Okay, we'll write that down and get a, a average age tallied by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what's fun. Do you
4: add it all together <laughs> and get a mean age?
5: Yeah. Uh, Adam can't divide <laughs> Carla, what can we do for you?
7: Yes. Hi. Um. Uh, want to say hello to everybody I'm having a problem right now and I've been dealing with this problem since I was 17 Mm -hmm. I have um, severe endometriosis Mm -hmm. I was rushed to John Hopkins when I was 17 and they found it all over my ovaries and uterus Mm -hmm. and over the years I get an operation about once a year Mm -hmm. and they just found out that it's not just all over the uterus and the ovaries and the tubes but it's moved behind the uterus and up my intestines
5: which is sort of typical
7: okay um I'm only 22, and they're already talking about, and I've had multiple, um, like, second opinions, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, like, fourth opinions, mm-hmm. and they're, they're still talking about uh, me getting a hysterectomy and my mm-hmm. colon removed. Mm-hmm. I've been on painkillers like it's unbelievable, and um, since I have my son, which thank God, you mm-hmm, know, against mm-hmm. all medical probability, I managed to have.
5: Well, no, it, the the fertility problems, endometriosis typically come later than your age, so it, it's reasonable that you could have a child. You could probably have another one.
7: Well, they, you know, is have, your
5: is the husband around?
7: Um, my husband and I are um. We're not living
3: together. Because he was an alcoholic or lost his job or something? Well,
7: he is an alcoholic. Okay, see,
3: that's why. See, that, that evened out. I don't know if you listen to the show, but uh, I, I, a, a good alcoholic who doesn't have a job will uh, outweigh any medical science in terms of knocking somebody up. Uh, that's how I knew your husband wasn't around and was an alcoholic because uh, I, uh, science can be damned. Uh, an alcoholic sperm can uh, knock up uh, someone with no ovaries. It's
4: just—is it? Uh, it is it faster, stronger, just reckless?
3: <laughs> uh, somehow guys without jobs uh, get women pregnant at a much higher rate. <laughs> I've learned this
7: uh, from time. doing the show. Well, that's true. Well, actually, he has one now, and it's a really good paying one, and he is paying child support. Okay. Is doctor.
5: the reason they're thinking about doing hysterectomy the fact that you're having chronic pain?
7: Well, what it is is that now I've been turning to alter- alternative medicine. Wait, wait. Answer
5: my question. Is it is the chronic pain the issue? No. What's no, the no, issue? the
7: fact that it's moving up my intestines really bad. So it's what? Like so, what?
5: so what? So what? So what? If, it's, if it's not causing you any pain, so what?
7: Well, it is causing me pain. Okay, so
5: is it the pain that is the issue?
7: Well, not right now because I've been doing alternative medicine, and I've been taking, um, like, massage therapy and aromatherapy.
3: But, but, hey, hey, Carla. Mm-hmm. Well, I got some, I was working on some aromatherapy uh, <laughs> uh, earlier in the evening like nobody's <laughs> business. <Margaret>. Oh. <laughs> All right, but Carla, we, just, uh, just because I, I enjoy this part of the show so much, uh-huh. isn't the reason that they were talking about uh, removing, uh, giving you the hysterectomy because of the pain problem?
7: I don't know if it's that.
3: Why else would they want to now? do it?
7: Because it's taking over, and an operation a year is very expensive, and the ovarian cysts keep coming back over and over and over again.
5: Wait, but ovarian cyst. Si- wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. ovarian cysts is a, is a different problem. That's not endometriosis.
7: Well, I also have endometriosis. It's just that whenever they go in, they find a couple cysts.
5: Okay. How much Vicodin are you taking right now?
7: I'm not taking anything.
5: No pain medicine?
7: No pain medicine. Do you have any extra
5: Vicodin? What's that, Carla?
7: They even had me on Lupron for nine months.
5: So I went through
7: menopause. That's
5: not even. That's standard of care. That's routine care for endometriosis. All right. So how does the aromatherapy work?
7: Well, it's like you choose different scents to relax you. Like is that from
4: like a Veda or something? I mean, is that like a, where do you, does that really help? I mean, is it?
7: Actually, it does. It does. The massage therapy, it works like on my scar tissue and everything. And it helps me relax. I haven't been on my painkillers at all for the past months. that I. What,
3: what kind of aromas? Like, I think like, if I, like I, for me, I think it'd be like a corn dog.
7: No. That's a
4: good smell for you. Yeah,
3: that would really put me in a good mood. I would night. like.
4: I would like a hot dog on a stick. Is that a corn dog too?
3: Yeah, that. Dip that. The, the, the those, cheese
4: on a stick with the lemonade and yeah. the lovely girl serving it. Oh, and the it. stewardess
3: outfits pumping the, away. The
4: smells mixed together. It's an ambrosia. Uh,
3: all right, uh, hey uh, Carla. Yeah. Let me ask you a couple of questions that don't have to do uh, with your uh, uterine lining. Okay. If, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Um, you're 22 uh what uh what was your past like
7: my past yeah not so good
3: what happened a lot was there some sexual abuse or something
7: no physical and emotional
3: Mm-hmm. uh but there, there was no sex involved no mm-hmm. did, you, did you ever uh have a problem how, how much do you weigh i'm
7: 135 how tall are you i'm 5
3: 3 you ever have a problem with an eating disorder yeah you did yeah well, uh, we're, it's uh, uh, Dr. Kreskin uh, here tonight. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Drew is right. Dr. Drew is right. Uh, uh, no, wait a minute. I'll take credit for this. Yeah, I had a feeling uh, you had an eating disorder. You, uh, you Yeah, you, throughout
7: high school I was like 100 pounds.
3: Okay. Um, so uh, I don't know what else. Uh, you don't really want to listen to Drew too much, do you?
7: Well. Well,
3: why did you want to talk to Drew if you don't want to listen to him? Well,
7: I want to listen to both of you.
3: I have no opinions on um, uh, endometriosis other than, um, can I get it, Drew? No. No, I really don't have any opinions on it then. Uh, But Drew uh, was trying to talk to you, but you seem to have your own agenda.
7: Well, what it was was that I don't necessarily think that it's strictly the pain why they keep telling me to go ahead and go through with this, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and, you know, it's like I, I get so frustrated with these, like, second and third and fourth opinions because it's like it's over and over. And I'm just 22 years old.
3: But you, know? you got to understand, you're going to doctors who, who are trained and you're saying to them, I have this problem. Uh, what should we do about it? And they're saying, uh, in, in my professional opinion, here's what we should do. It's like if you go to a mechanic and you say, uh, My car uh, doesn't run right, and he goes, You need a new transmission. You can't argue with him, uh, you, you need a new transmission.
7: Well, at the same point in time, I mean, even if I get the colon removed and I get the hysterectomy, it's not going to stop. What do they do if they remove
5: the colon? What is intestines. what is what isn't going to stop?
7: It's not going to stop. What's not going to stop? Already happened to my intestine.
5: What's not going to stop?
7: Getting my colon removed. What is
5: your fantasy that has happened to your atten- intestine? Nothing has happened to your intestines. You well, have it's some u- covered with some uterine tissue. Big deal. What what is the fantasy that you believe is happening to your intestine? Really. I mean, it's a, it causes pain.
7: Yeah, a lot.
5: That's it. it. causes pain. So pain is the issue with this problem, typically, and fertility is the issue.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: That's the, the issue, Carla, with you, and this is, I, you, you want to describe to her what I've done? Uh, Drew wrote down on his uh, magic board, uh, the
3: one uh, usually designated for him writing red rum over and over again. In this case, he uh, that'll sink in on the right home. Uh, he wrote down sexually abused
5: uh, eating disorder. And um, hates Jews.
9: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. True. Where did that the fact come that
5: you, from? You, you do not even consider more aggressive treatment until you have an evaluation by a psychiatrist or a psychologist and get some treatment. Because you have a longstanding issue problem here. You were abused as a child. You have an eating disorder. There are some very heavy issues. You clearly have stuff with authority to the point that you're so defensive that we couldn't even have a conversation. Please get the underlying issue taken care of before you go start having people carve on you. You've had a lot of treatment done. The treatments have all been directed at controlling pain, and yet you don't seem to even understand that that's what they're responding to is your complaints of pain. See a psychiatrist. Very important. Dr.
9: Drew is right.
5: Good luck.
2: Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the
12: carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much uh, – I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? And uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate
5: relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at
12: zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast
5: One, where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast One Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. All righty that's my
3: new signature uh, sign on uh, uh, um, we're here with Margaret Cho uh stand-up comedian and uh, actress tonight and uh dr Drew's uh, uh enjoying while you can kitties uh, I've uh I thumped Drew and uh I I give him about another two and a half three minutes you're gonna <laughs> You're good for half a call. That was uh, that was Bobcat. All right, so uh, wait a minute. We got our first uh, guess at Bobcat's age, which was uh, 45. Drew, I'm not taking that stupid call. Are uh,
5: you kidding? I, I did uh, only because he's been on hold for 107 minutes.
3: All right, well, he can uh, stay on for 115 minutes. Uh, Robert, 15.
8: Yeah.
3: Uh, hey, Robert, hey how, Robert, how old do you think Bobcat is? I think he's probably
8: like about 43. 43? Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what that'll
3: yeah he's not that old. He don't look that old, no, but you gotta realize he he you know there's a police academy movie, so' they're like ten twelve years old now
4: yes, but he's quite young he's
8: hilarious funny guy yeah
3: all right uh forty three
8: <sighs> yeah, well, I got like a question for anybody who wants to answer this you know so, like I got like a fascination with blood mm mm-hmm. and i like it's like got really bad, I even got kicked out of school for it. What did you do well, oh, i was okay, I was on the school bus you know on the way back home. And I got in. Uh, had my girlfriend cut herself. She's the one who supplied me with it. With the blood? Huh?
3: With the with the blood?
8: Yeah, on a like a doll, you know. And on a doll? Yeah, like on a doll.
3: Oh yeah. Oh okay. I see. Yeah, blood on a doll. Okay. Yeah, because I like, yeah. gave
8: her a scalpel to do it with. Oh. That's why I got like kicked out of school for right. possession of a scalpel and endangering others and stuff uh. like that. Well, what do you mean on a doll? Like it's just like on a doll's head.
4: Putting blood on a
8: doll's head? Yeah, and then I, like, licked it off, and, like, everybody freaked out and told on me.
4: (laughs)
3: I I swear, uh, I I love this show because it's, uh, what is that game show uh, where uh, you get four letters and everyone sits there and tries to guess the phrase? Uh, A bridge over the river Kwai? Uh, Bob, is that it? (laughs) Uh, you gave me blood on a doll. Blood on a doll.
10: Blood on a doll. On
3: a doll. Yeah, on a doll. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, it's the Corollas have been putting blood on. What dolls would you for, like? Quarter century now. I mean,
8: why do you like about it? What is it? The taste that's what of I it. Know. I mean, no. It's not. I, I, that's what I'm trying to ask. I want to know, like, why I have a fascination with it. The
4: look of it. Do you?
8: I don't know. It's just like sometimes I feel like I like need it, and then like she'll like supply me with it. Why
3: don't you use your own blood?
8: It tastes different. Like. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does.
3: Listen, I've tasted your blood and her blood. I can tell you it's exactly the same. All
4: right.
3: Uh listen, tell her to give you a like a tampon next time and not cut on it. Oh please, it's late, no one's listening. Uh, it is the
8: same thing though. Hey, I'm fifteen and I'm
3: listening. <laughs> All right. Uh you have an obsession with her blood. Here's the big question, and I'll ask it before Drew does. So uh, what the hell is wrong with her?
8: Well, she—I don't know. She's like she guess she doesn't feel it because she like jabbed it right into
5: her arm. Does, has she done that before to herself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Uh, she was <laughs>
3: abused by uh, Uncle Lou, and you're taking advantage of it.
8: No. Yes. Taking advantage of
3: it. Yeah. Listen, handing people per- scalpels, uh, crazy people scalpels, and telling them to do a cut on themselves is taking advantage of them yeah, to some she degree.
8: Yeah, it. It's not like i the one who put it
4: in her arm. Yeah, but you're the put it. You put it in her hand. No, I passed
8: it up to her. What?
3: <laughs> All right. Uh I uh, where does this girl come from, Robert? What is her situation?
8: Like what is her situation? Yeah. Well, like what I've heard, um like her dad like burned down this house and like this old lady was in it. And like now he's like in jail.
3: <laughs> okay. So, That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe you could uh be her pimp uh later on in life too. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, all right. Robert, uh, this girl is uh, very screwed up, even more screwed up than you, and uh, you're essentially uh, making a victim out of her. You're yo, getting her yo. to cut on herself, for so, Christ's sake. Right. Oh, of course. All right, but listen, uh, we'll get back
5: to your blood obsession. Uh, where where's this come from, Drew? I don't know. I've read a little bit about it, but it it, it didn't make sense to me. Can it's, you it's, get it's him a cadaver to experiment it's on? It's a quality it has a fetishistic quality to it again. Yeah, it's, I wonder, like like why though? Like Well,
4: are you really goth?
5: Like, huh?
4: Are you really like goth? Are you into Yeah, I'm it? like we're
8: gothic with the spike collar. Oh yeah.
4: So you're just kind of feeding into the aesthetic of something that I guess I, uh, yeah, I glamorizes that. You're There's not. no understanding. It's it's a fashion. I don't
8: got, like, anybody else who does it, I don't follow around it. Because I live in a small town and everybody thinks I'm a freak.
3: So. Do you like Marilyn Manson? Uh Yeah. So you're like into the mummy rock? Yeah. Good. Uh, We'll laugh at you like we laugh at the people following uh, Cinderella Slayer and the hair bands (laughs) in about 10 years, you idiots. Attention, all people, into the mummy rock. You will be the butt of uh, jokes just like the people that listen to Quiet Riot. And uh, Great White. And Great White are being made fun of now, 10 years later. Mm -hmm. So uh, be prepared. And don't take any pictures of yourself. (laughs) All right, so uh, you're, you're into the scene. You're fascinated by the scene. Yeah. And the scene has to do with death, and uh, it's a morbidity thing. And uh, blood really stands for morbidness, because uh, when you lose blood, you die. All right, so that's what you're into. But here's the big question here, Robert. Mm-hmm. Seriously now, isn't it a huge pain in your ass that everyone thinks you're a freak and an idiot? Yeah,
8: it kind of pissed me off.
3: Yeah, and it makes you want to act like more of a freak and an idiot. I don't want
8: to go around and kick their ass.
3: All right, but you can't because you're kind of scrawny. All uh, right, so listen. Seven. Five seven. How much you weigh? Uh, buck uh, and a quarter. Uh, All seven. right, buck ten. All right, you're not kicking anyone's ass. <laughs> if you got up enough speed, you could ram up their ass. Uh, <laughs> that would be your only uh, offensive maneuver All to right. wedge yourself in a in a football player's crack. <laughs>
4: All yeah, right. I've seen you. You're not that big, so. Hey, he, you know what I do? I, I think I'm you,
3: 190 pounds. i see seen. I uh, snap you like a chopstick.
4: You said you could braid your ass shut.
3: I, I could braid my ass shut.
9: <laughs> you so said it. that one time. You said uh, that.
4: I believe he, it. He was. You were on here with failure. That's why I'm on the show because failure was on. And I called and I, you and you told them that if the four of you were in a, on a raft in a pinch, <laughs> you could braid your ass shut. And I certainly could. He's not weeks, denying it,
5: Margaret. He can for do weeks,
4: it. I was like, when would you be in a pinch? <laughs> To braid my ass it could happen. when would you be in a pigeon? then I thought is it a french style braid uh, or is it is it like you keep collecting hair
3: uh, right, now, right now right now i'm wearing it in cornrows <laughs> uh, but, but i have been known to do a cherry curl <laughs> on my ass
10: you,
4: you, you, i bet you make short work of a topsy tail then. Uh, oh, sure ab-
3: absolutely oh yeah
4: a braidini yeah
3: mm-hmm. and during the 60s i wore <laughs> a bob and then, of course, the early 70s, I had a Dorothy Hamill going, and then there was all Farrah years.
4: Uh, yeah, there was a short and sassy for a while. It was
3: that Leif Garrett uh, <laughs> look I had, uh, Keith Cassidy. Uh, sure all right uh, uh listen uh, robert you're you're into that goth crap uh you're into that crappy Marilyn Manson uh you're cutting uh, on some poor girl whose uh, dad's in jail uh, you're drinking blood and uh it's no wonder why you've been ostracized uh, from the town uh listen all you uh screwed up people that uh have to uh have to wear all your crap on your sleeves are here's what it, here's what I'm saying. It, it's a it's it's what you call a uh, negative cycle because you act like an idiot, you dress like an idiot, and you hang out with idiots, and then you get po'd at people for thinking you're an idiot. Just straighten up and fly right, everybody. Oh, this goth crap. All right. Well, who cares, Drew? I got a microphone. I can't stand that goth music. Uh, Drew, uh, we got all right. All right. Uh, line one. Chad twenty three. Hi, Adam. Uh, how does alcohol affect the male orgasm? Now, nah. oh, how old that's do you think how old, how old, how old do you think it. shush? How old do you think Bobcat is? I'm
6: thinking like 46.
3: 46. All right, so we got a 45, a 43, and a 46, which uh, brings us to about 44 or so, and some change. All right, listen, we got it. What happened to the guy that was on hold for 107 minutes? They got rid of him.
5: They You, did? you said you wouldn't take the call.
3: No, I said I, was, I said, let him stay on hold for 115. I was going to get back. Maybe he heard
5: you, and maybe he got rid of himself.
3: All right, uh, whoever's on hold for 110 minutes before they hung up, I apologize. Uh, no one should have to wait on hold that long and not at least get a word uh, in edgewise. Uh, Chad? Yeah. What's your question?
6: Okay. I know how alcohol is a depressant, and it deters uh, sex uh, drive or whatever, but does it, does it also, like... Uh, delay
5: orgasm or it, the- it could though it generally does not alright and uh, there ye have it we're going to break
3: and we shall return
2: Coming soon to Podcast One, the debut of two new pod stars. First, he's the outspoken star of the History Channel's Pawn Stars. Now, Rick Harrison has his own pawn cast. That's what they tell me. Next, we're talking American TV and radio icon and his much younger beautiful wife, interviewing A-list celebs and, get this, spilling the beans about their home life. I love the human voice. Love we love it,
7: your too. own voice.
2: <laughs> it's Back and Forth with Sean and Larry King. Go to podcast1.com now to get more information. That's PodcastONE.com. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Can I go now?
3: All right. So uh, let me just do some quick math. We've had three guesses uh, ventured. Uh, 45, 43, and 46. So you take 43 and 46. That's 44 and a half. And then you take the 45. 44 and three quarters. Uh, 44 and nine months was the uh, average uh, guest age of uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite who will uh, be on the show uh, coming up soon to tell you how old he actually is uh, Margaret Cho thank you very much thank
0: you
3: do not miss uh, Face Off it's a movie uh, where John Travolta loses his face yes and uh, and uh, I, I'm sure it'll be better in Broken Arrow which uh, to me was uh, gay porn without the nudity did you see Broken Arrow?
4: Yeah, I liked it,
3: uh-huh. you know. Uh, you like the boxing scene? I uh, thought it was... Uh, what well, about that fabulous boxing scene? <laughs> uh, that beautiful boxing scene with no headgear, no mouthpiece, <laughs> and guys just yelling at each other while they box in a dark gym with nobody around. Uh, that was gay porn, mm-hmm. that scene. Mm-hmm. It really was.
4: Um, I have to say, I, I enjoyed the film. There was oh,
3: okay. some great stuff in it. All right. Well, yeah, it did the John Woo film, so... Let's I like that, that Okay. All right. I like that stuff, too. It's just, but uh, I was not, molested, not, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> What do I know? You're tainted. But, uh, (laughs) hey, that can be the name of your next book. Uh, My book will be uh, The Penis Never Sleeps. Uh, Margaret's will be I Was Molested. So so what what do do I I know? know? (laughs) All right. (laughs)
4: With three dots.
3: All right. Uh, Thank you for coming out, Margaret. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Look for her at a uh, comedy club uh, near you or uh, any kind of uh, big corporate event. uh, Any kind. That may buy her soul for just uh, the right price. Yes. Yes. All right. Until uh, next time, this is Am Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. All
2: right. Uh, Listen. Enjoy. <laughs> this has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer, Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth & Nail Records. obo obo. stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a
3: stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.